Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I'm your host for today. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I am here once again as we start a new year to take your questions and your prayer requests. And you just heard the call-in number. It's 303-690-3000. So once again, as we continue with this uh, very important program of Calvary Live, this is a program to encourage you, to minister to you, to answer your questions, to pray for you, and so delighted that I can be a part of your lives uh, as you are tuned in, uh, whether you're on Grace FM listening live uh, we are live on this Monday. The holidays are over, Christmas and New Year's. We're starting a new year. Many of you are going back to work, perhaps, and uh, you uh, have uh, looked forward to getting 2020 behind us, and now uh, we have a new year before us and new beginnings, and God's mercies are new every morning. So looking forward to um, being able to uh, just... Uh, move forward in the Lord, encourage you in the Lord, answer your questions. So give me a call as soon as the phone lines start to ring. And I always encourage you to you know, grab one of those open lines early in the show, and that way you know you'll be on. And, and uh, sometimes as we travel through the show, it's only an hour long. It, it, it goes by very quickly, and uh, sometimes it fills up. And uh, so let's uh, begin the show by uh, having the phone calls come in, and we'll go to them and answer your questions and take your prayer requests. So I want to welcome you, everyone. We also got uh, another way for you to ask a question or to uh, give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. That is a different number, and that is uh, at 720-336-0897. And so I want to remind you once again um, that that has been for the last several months a 24-hour uh, text line for you to give prayer requests. But during this hour, as you ask questions, text in a question or a prayer request as time permits, we will go to uh, the dedicated text line. Make sure you're safe uh, as you're texting, but that may be a more efficient way for you to be a part of the show, 720 0897. We got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We are uh, live, as I said, on this Monday afternoon, right after the New Year's uh, weekend that we've had. And uh, we uh, are going to um, continue this year with this program. Uh, it's been, it'll be next month, it'll be six years that I've had the privilege to be able to uh, host Calvary Live. I host it on Mondays and Tuesdays, and Pastor Ed Taylor, my good friend, uh, he hosts on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Nick Cady uh, on Friday, and we have some other pastors that fill in and help us out, and what a blessing to have a variety of pastors to be here to minister to you. 
want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the front range of Colorado and into southern Wyoming. And then also as uh, those who pick up the program, such as Truth and Hope FM, uh, Refuge FM, uh, perhaps some other low-power stations. Uh, if you're listening on the radio other than Grace FM, you are a week delayed, but you can call in at 303-690-3000. We welcome you. People are listening from all over the country, and uh, some are listening online to the Grace FM app. We encourage you, if you have not downloaded the app, uh, that you do that. You can do that freely. Just go to Grace FM Colorado, and, and it'll pull up, and you pull it down on your smartphone or your mobile devices. And then the Grace FM website, uh, people are listening from all over the world as they get online. So welcome, welcome. So delighted to be with you. Got a beautiful day here in Colorado on this January day. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call. We've got a couple open lines. We're going to begin with Patrick in Denver. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Beautiful. Good, good. Got a question for me? I do. So, like in the book of John, where it says um, that the Word was with God, and without the Word, nothing was made. We had a question about, like, why why did he create evil? You know, if he if nothing was made without him, why was there evil created? Well, evil, we think of creation. When he created, you go to Genesis in chapter 1, it, you go through the six days of creation, don't we, Patrick? And we read that it was good, that it was good, that it was good. And then evil would come. We know it came by a rebellion, it started with Satan. Uh, Isaiah chapter 14, that he became prideful. He wanted to be like God, to sit on the throne of God, to be worshipped as God. And so evil, it wasn't created like in creation, but it came out of uh, a disobedience and pride and rebellion against God, and that's where evil came in. So man is created, and and everything is good. Um, they're in the world, Um you know, have dominion over the world, Adam, is what he was to do. And then the serpent comes, and uh, we know that Adam and Eve would fall into sin, and now we have a fallen creation. So there was a choice that was there. And today we have a choice whether we are going to obey God and be obedient to him, or whether we are going to disobey him and, and allow evil to come into our lives and uh, so evil is a part of this creation right now. Uh, we live in a fallen world, uh, and I look forward to when uh, we go home to be with him, and we don't have to face that anymore. We'll be in our glorified bodies. We know he has a glorious plan for us. Uh, it's going to end uh, with, as the last two chapters of Revelation tell us, with the new heaven and new earth and the new Jerusalem, and there'll be no more sin. But uh, sin came as a result of rebellion against God. So another yeah, yeah. question is um, that why would he put people to hell that are homosexual when they, they well, feel that that's the way they were created? Yeah, and and here's the thing that you know people say why would God send somebody to hell? It's somebody who has rejected Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I want to read something to you that is very important for you to consider. 
because Paul addresses that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and he says something um, to them that uh, that I think Corinth, Corinth was a very carnal city at that time. Paul established the church on his second missionary journey, and there was a, a great revival that took out. But as he writes to them, he says, Do you yourselves do wrong and cheat and do these things to your brethren? Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. So he says that um, don't be deceived. Um, Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. And and he goes on and he lists these sins. But then he says something very important in verse 11, the next verse. He said, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. In other words, he said, such were some of you. He didn't say if you commit these sins that you won't inherit the kingdom of God because we're all sinners. Whether it's uh, in the area of morality, we've all sinned. And the gospel message is this. We need Jesus Christ. We need forgiveness. That's why he came. He came to die for the homosexual. He came to die for the heterosexual. He came to die for the fornicator. He came to die for the adulterer. Jesus died for everyone, and there is opportunity for everyone to turn to him, to receive forgiveness, to to ask him into their hearts as Lord and Savior, to have relationship with the Father. That's the good news of the gospel. And it isn't that he picks one class and says, you know, you are all going to go, you know, to hell. He gives opportunity for them to be saved like anybody else, because we are all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. So that's the important thing to keep in mind when it comes to the gospel message. All right, Patrick? Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. Appreciate you calling. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You know, James chapter 1, verse 13 says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. And goes on to say, when we give in to our own fleshly desires, that uh, we are given in to sin. And so that's something very important to remember. And to also remember this, that Jesus came to die for sinners. And um, and that's the mission of Jesus, to, ca- to come and save those who are lost. And I'm so grateful for that. And that's a message that we can give to others uh, because we all need Jesus Christ. We've all sinned. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got a couple open lines or one open line. And the text line is 720-336-0897. So good to be back with you as we start 2021. Pray for the Lord's blessing upon you, for his strength and comfort. Uh, We'll talk about those things as we continue through the show. But I want to go to Chris in Fort Collins. Thank you. Thank you. How are you, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. Um, Good. These are hectic times and getting more so, I do believe. But uh, (laughs) I would like something clarified, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, Sure. I've got a big question and then two uh, other questions that would probably be easy for you. Um, But my daughter and I were talking about the tribulation and the rapture, and she came to this verse in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 
and verse 3, and it says, Don't let anyone deceive you in any way that the day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. Um, She feels like the rapture cannot happen unless he is revealed. And I think she's getting things mixed up with the tribulation. Yeah, Could you and please explain this for us? Yeah, Chris, this is a very good question that you're asking. And the, the church at Thessalonica, the Christians there were confused. I did a prophecy update on New Year's Eve. I do a prophecy update every year. And I did the prophecy update on this very text that you're talking about and you're pointing out. And the reason that I did is because um, I believe that Christians today are very troubled and and they're confused. Paul the Apostle, on his second missionary journey, he went to Thessalonica. He established the church. He was there for such a short time. When he ends up at the end of that second missionary journey in Corinth, uh, he had been in Athens. He addresses the philosophers on Mars Hills, and he's concerned for the church at Thessalonica. They're young Christians. He was there for a short time. It says for three Sabbaths that he was there. He may have been there a little bit longer, but many people got saved of the Gentiles. And so we see that he sends Timothy back to Thessalonica. He goes to Corinth. He's in Corinth for a year and a half. But Timothy comes back to give a report to Paul that they're they're doing well. They're being persecuted. They're going through difficulty but they're being established in faith, they're growing in love, and uh, they're standing fast in the faith. And so Paul was delighted to hear that news. He writes the first letter to them, and he talks to them about the rapture of the church in chapter 4. You're probably familiar with uh, that section. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, harpazo, uh, with the Lord to meet the, the Lord in the air. So that's the rapture of the church. And Paul says, comfort one another with these words. Then he goes on and he writes to them, but concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write to you, for you know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. So he goes on, you read that section. Again, he says, comfort one another with these words. But the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. You're children of the day, not of the night. When they say peace and safety, he changes the pronoun. When he talked about the rapture of the church, he said that we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. When he talks about the day of the Lord, when they say peace and safety, we're children of the day, not of the night. And he says that we are not uh, to obtain uh, the wrath of God, um, but of a salvation. God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. About a year later, he writes Second Thessalonians to them, and this is what's really important. They're confused. They're troubled. So he says, now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the gathering together to him, we ask you not to be shaken in mind or troubled. Um, they were shaken. They were troubled. They thought, and Paul's talking in context there in verse 1 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he's talking about the rapture of the church, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, our gathering together to him. He says you don't have to be troubled. You don't have to be shaken in mind. 
that either by spirit, somebody had a revelation, or, or by word, you know, they had rumors going around or letter as from us as though the day of Christ or the day of the Lord has come. Then he says, verse 3, this is the verse that you're you're asking about, and this is the verse where there seems to be some confusion, um, perhaps with your daughter. But let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, what day? The day of the Lord. That day is not going to happen until there's a falling away and the man of sin is revealed. In other words, they were shaken in mind. They were troubled in their hearts because they thought they were in the day of the Lord. They thought they had missed the rapture of the church. And I think a real key is in verse 5. It says, don't you remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? Paul's saying nothing has changed, that you're not in a day of the Lord. He goes on, and I think that teaching, if you listen to it, is really going to help you sort it out. But he's talking about the day of the Lord, which is a period of time that begins with the tribulation period. The tribulation period begins, according to Revelation chapter 6, verse 2, the first seal opened up. That's the Antichrist coming on the scene. And also confirmed by Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, that tells us that when he makes a covenant with many, that is with Israel, for a week, for that seven-year period, that starts the tribulation period. I believe that Paul taught, really, as I study this carefully, with all of my heart, that he taught a pre-tribulation rapture. He says that your children of the day, not of the night, we are not, we are not appointed to rapture, to attain salvation. Nothing has changed. You're to comfort one another with these words. All these things that he confirms now in this letter that he writes to them, you have not missed the rapture of the church. You're not in the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord will begin with the man of sin, the the lawless one coming on the scene, and then the falling away. And we know that in the tribulation period, there will be a worldwide false church. So I know I explained a lot to you, but listen to that teaching. I think it's really going to help you. And where can I get the teaching at to to listen and study it? It's Calvary Chapel Greeley, G-R-E-E-L-E-Y, all one word, dot org. So you can go to the media section, and it should be on there. Dot org, okay. Um, All right, the other ones will probably be a lot easier um, but it is confusing to me between um, when somebody talks about your spirit and somebody talks about your soul, what is there a difference and what is it? And also, next question would be, do angels have souls? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, Chris, one of the things, God made us body, you know, bone and flesh, um, spirit and soul. When you look at the general terms, the spirit is the real us. You know, Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We do know at the rapture of the church we will get new heavenly bodies, right? But when a Christian dies now, when they close their eyes, take their last breath, that their spirit goes to be in heaven, to be with Jesus immediately. There's false doctrines out there, soul sleep, uh, you know, our soul sleeps. Sometimes the our soul is more of our mind and emotions that that um, I think of it that way. Um, sometimes the Bible will interchange spirit and soul. 
for example, David in Psalm 16, he writes concerning Jesus, you know, you will not leave your Holy One, will not see corruption. You will not leave my soul in Sheol. Um, but the soul is the mind in this, and the emotions. Um, a lot of the battle that we have is there in the mind, the soul, the emotions. Um, but we have the body, and then we have the spirit, the real us, that will leave and will go with Jesus until we, our body, you know, is is resurrected at the rapture of the church. Okay, and what about the angels? I don't know if angels have souls. Um, they're ministering spirits, and um, that's a good question. I'd have to consider that and read that. Okay. They are okay. ministering spirits. We know that, right? Yeah. But. Um, but as far as, you know, th- that's what makes man unique is, you know, just he breathed life into us, the spirit in us. Jesus didn't redeem angels, but that's what makes us different than the animals. You know, the animals have, you know, can be happy, Fido, or be sad, you know. But Fido doesn't have that spirit um, to where there's a desire to worship God. I've never seen a dog make an altar in the backyard, you know, desiring to worship God. Um so that's what makes us different than animals. As far as the angels, they're, they're created beings. They're ministering spirits. We know that. Um, so that's a good question. So, Okay, thank you. And I'm going to look up your teaching. Um, okay. Thank okay. you very much. You're welcome. Good questions. All right, Chris, God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I did do a, a New Year's Eve prophecy update I do it every year. A lot of good feedback. CalvaryChapelGreeley.org, where you can find that teaching. The message is entitled, Don't Be Troubled. And I think a lot of Christians were troubled, especially in 2020, with the election and all the things going on in our culture and uh, with the COVID. And I think that it was a good message for us as we enter into a new year. We don't have to be troubled because God's got a glorious plan for us. And uh, and we can be comforted uh, knowing that uh, we're going to go home to be with him. He's going to come for us, and uh, we have a wonderful plan that is before us, and God's going to see us through. So CalvaryChapelGreeley.org, New Year's Eve prophecy update. Don't be troubled. We do want to continue uh, with the phone lines. When somebody hangs up, there is an open line. Uh, so uh, you can grab that at 303-690-3000. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's see who's next on the list. Let's go to David in Lone Tree. Hi, David. Hi. David, how are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for calling. Um, I I apologize. Uh, We just paid on this for you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I just you got me when I was picking up something. I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they, you know, they uh, say, David. They say timing is everything, right? <laughs> I know. I was <laughs> trying to make sure I had this completed before I got up. Yeah. Um, so what do you anyway. got for me? Well, I just, I just wonder um, how you, you know, accept um, information um, from well-meaning people, and what I mean right. is like. If somebody um, wants to share something with you that they feel will benefit your life, and it's not really 
godly wisdom. It's more like worldly wisdom, and it's like from different religions and different beliefs. Um, you know, I feel like we're supposed to love everybody, but it, I'm, I'm just, I feel conflicted because sometimes I feel a little bit angry when somebody shares something like that with me, and I don't know where it comes from. I, I want to respond in a more loving way that says, you know, I, I know you you mean well, but I don't really receive what you're saying to me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm trying to be godly centered. You know, I'm trying to receive Christ, and it, it's just like it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah. I just it's it's a part of all of our lives, David. The thing is, you know, we're so blessed. Here's the here's the perspective that I have, and and I hopefully this is helpful to you. But you know, we're Christians, and we have the privilege that all Scripture is inspired by God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That all of us, every man, every woman, is equipped for every good work. So all Scripture is given to us. It is. God breathe is literally what it means put to the page and we are so blessed because we get to have godly wisdom and how to live and uh, concerning salvation and righteousness and um you know we're blessed we don't have to be deceived we don't have to live in darkness or confusion and and we get to share that with others but you got to remember this that people in the world don't have that and and they're going to give their worldly wisdom or, you know, false wisdom or whatever there it is. There is a difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom and that which is false and deceptive. And I think that we need to keep in the perspective that it's that's what they don't know any better. They don't know the truth. So when somebody comes along and shares, whether it's about, you know, some Eastern philosophy or, you know, a false religion— that we test the spirits to see if they are of God, and we do that through the Word of God, but then we can share truth with them, and and we can talk to them, and we can give them things to think about. And and I know that sometimes that people will say things that really makes their blood boil a little bit, and I it happens to me, um, uh, David, but i got to remember that people just don't know. They're blinded, and they don't have godly wisdom, and I want to take the time to bring that correction to them. And I think that Paul, he wrote something, uh, not that you fit into this category, but he said to Timothy that Timothy, a servant of the Lord, must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. And that's, I think, a real key for us, to be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. And I think that's a good verse to to pray about. And Lord, help me to be patient, be able to teach, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, and that they may come to repentance and they may come to know the truth. And I think that'll be helpful for you. Yeah, I'll I'll be able, I'll be sure to uh, get to that scripture and, and try to, focus and dwell on that a little more because I, 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 I can feel that I should be gentle and loving um, and I want yeah. and I want to be I just don't know practically what that might look like and I and I know just, um, yeah I need, ask the I Lord to, to help you word for sure yeah <laughs> yeah and here here's the thing David we want to tell people what we know but maybe you've heard the saying 
um, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And when people see that you really care for them and that you really want to know the truth and you know you have that excellent spirit, the spirit of God that's coming forth in humility, it makes all the difference when you're speaking to somebody. Because remember this, that the Word of God is alive and it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Let it do its work in the hearts of people. You deliver it and speak the truth, as Paul writes in Ephesians, in love. Speak the truth in love. And and I think that God will bless it and that he'll use you in a powerful way this year in 2021. Thanks, David. Hey, you hear the music. We got a couple open lines. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We're going to be right back after the break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs. I am the pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley. It was 25 years ago today that my wife Sue and I loaded up two small kids and we moved up to Greeley to start the church, Calvary Chapel. It was an exciting time. We had no idea what was going to happen. It's been quite a venture of faith. Now we've raised four kids here in Greeley. We've been ministering for a quarter century. 25 years has gone by so fast. What a blessing. What a venture of faith. It hasn't always been easy. This last year was challenging, of course. But I just want to encourage you that you stay the course as you start another year. And the Lord wants to continue to use us and, and to be a vessel of, of honor for him, to be used of him, to be a voice of truth, to give to others. And so uh, God is so good. He, he's so good. And, and, and I'm very grateful that he's allowed us to be in this community and uh, to minister here in Colorado and so to be a part of Calvary Live is part of our ministry that we're with you here at this hour. And so we want you to call in at 303-690-3000. Um, and uh, I believe we got um, um, one open line. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute, but I want to give a couple quick announcements. And I know, Ivan, probably you've been waiting, uh, but I do want to uh, let you know that on Grace FM that we have been on at our normal time, our radio program, which is called Under the Fig Tree. And that's on at 3.30 right before Calvary Live. But we also are going to be on at 8.30 in the morning uh, starting today. Uh, uh, Also at that time slot, 8.30 in the morning. So if you hear us in the morning, we'd love to get your feedback on that. And uh, so Under the Fig Tree radio program, 8.30 on Grace FM in the mornings and then 3.30 in the afternoons. And uh, so blessed to be a part of the radio program here and then doing Calvary Live on Mondays and Tuesdays. Check out our services, those of you in northern Colorado. Man, we had a great Sunday. A lot of people come out. Um, They are starting to come out more and more. Just a great lesson in Matthew 8, 9.30, 11 o'clock. And... uh, you know, I, I know it's uh, people. Some people are still watching online. We do have online uh, options for you, but 
it's so good to see people starting to come back. And I think people really want to be in fellowship. And uh, we are taking the precautions and recommendations, but come, just come. And we have children's ministry for all of our services. And middle schoolers meet at 9.30 and 11. Check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. So love to meet you and, and minister to your family. Let's see. Let's go to phone lines. Let's go to Ivan in Denver. Ivan? Yes, Pastor Jeff. We're so hey, glad to thank- have you. Well, thank you for holding. Okay, I got a question about uh, prophecies and and, pro- and, and uh, in the Bible. Now, post-Bible and modern day, are there any more prophets or prophecies like in, I, I know you said once that you were raised Catholic, I believe. Is that correct? Right. Okay, well, so was I. And now, like, uh, the apparitions of, of Mary, like in Fatima and, and like, uh, you know, all over, like in Kosovo, and uh, then there's uh, St. Faustina in Poland that had the apparition of actually Jesus and had her paint that uh, that portrait of her, of him. Now, are they actually, you know, what, how do you feel about, you know, modern-day prophets? Um, I was told well, yeah. once that, you know, by a pastor that after the Bible was written that there was no more prophets and no more prophecies, you know. So yeah. what do you, how do you feel about these apparitions? Well, the thing is, you got two two ends of the spectrum. you got some people that, you know, they claim to be prophets and and um, they will even give themselves the title of prophet. Um, the other end is there are some that believe that uh, prophets are, are not around today and even the gift of prophecy um, is not around because we ha- do have the Bible. We have the Word of God. We don't have prophets like in the Old Testament, the prophets were the ones that delivered the, the heart of God and the Word of God to the people, like Elijah, Elisha, uh, the prophets that we read about. Um, but we do know that Paul would write in the book of Ephesians, um, he would say uh, concerning the church, he says, and he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints and for the work of the ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ. Um, and, and so there's a purpose in it, and that's to edify the church, to equip the saints. Um, I believe that he's called me to be a pastor teacher, to shepherd the people, to teach the people. When it comes to the office of prophet, I don't think of it as in the Old Testament times. I do believe that the gift of prophecy is still available today. And, and Paul writes about it in the gifts in First Corinthians chapter twelve, um, and he also speaks of how prophecy is used in the corporate meeting in chapter fourteen. So those are all lessons, you know, of what is the purpose of prophecy to edify, to encourage, um, and to instruct. But here's the thing: if somebody comes along and says, "I got this vision," you know, I made this painting, or I got this word. John said something very, very important in 1 John chapter 4. He said that make sure that don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So there are those who claim to be prophets, but they're actually false prophets. One of the things, warnings that Jesus gave, that as we get closer to the return of the Lord, that there will be 
many false Christs. There will be false prophets. There will be false teachers that are out there. So everything that is said, and is, whether it's a Bible teacher or you know somebody who claims to have a vision or somebody who's given a prophecy, because prophecy is more than just predicting the future, um, uh, foretelling you know, uh, God's uh, word in a predictive sense, but it's also foretelling the heart and truth of God as well. And everything has to be filtered through the word of God. That's our final authority. If somebody gives a prophecy in a, in a predictive sense and foretelling, you know, something, then it has to come to pass. It has to be 100% correct. But even in the book of Deuteronomy, you read about how the children of Israel were instructed that if somebody gives a word um, in a predictive sense and it comes to pass, if they speak falsely about the Lord or are or, or taking people away from the Lord to follow after their, their um, idols, then that is a false prophet as well. So there's very specific guidelines that are given to us in the Scripture to tell of prophecy or somebody's exercising the gift of prophecy or the office of a prophet somebody claims to be. And I think that's really important because you get guys that, you know, will, you know, that claim to be prophets and they will say, you know, thus saith the Lord and they'll give a prophecy and it's not according to the word of God, completely contrary to the word of God, or they'll give a prediction and it didn't come to pass. Um, And that means either they were wrong or God was wrong. And we know that God is not wrong. He he's, uh, gives the the uh, the you know clear indication that a prophet has to be not fifty percent correct or seventy, but one hundred percent correct if it's in a predictive sense. So there are some some things that we can you know the the leaders are told in the church to judge prophecy. So we, when we hear something, somebody says they're a prophet, I don't automatically go, ooh, you know, ah. It's like, okay, are they foretelling the Word of God? Or are they foretelling the Word of God according to the to guidelines given to us in Scripture? Well, like in, in the in time of Portugal, those three kids that uh, Mary supposedly appeared with, there was tens of thousands of people that witnessed this, you know, after she appeared several yeah. times. And one of them became a nun. And uh, some of the things that she said supposedly came to pass, like uh, the World War One, and if things didn't change, there would be another World War. And, uh, you know, you probably know more about that than I do. So, um, you yeah, know, I don't we... know. You know, I don't know about that situation, Ivan. But the thing is that you got to remember that there's going to be one that's going to come on the scene and he's going to according to the world, speak amazing things. And he is going to deceive many, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, we were talking about that chapter earlier in the show, with lying signs and wonders. Satan can perform, you know, miracles. Um, and even Paul says that he comes as an angel of light in Second Corinthians. So that's why it's really important to test everything, you know, through the Word of God. The Word of God is our final authority and, um, you know, some of these things, we don't chase after miracles. I don't chase after visions. I keep in the Scriptures and the Word of God, and there I'm safe. There's safety and security in God's wisdom, in God's Word, 
And, um, you know, some people are always wanting to chase after signs and wonders and all of that. And I, I think that it can um, lead to trouble. I believe God works miracles. I believe he works wonders. He's still doing those things. But, you know, I'm established in the Word of God. There's safety and security in God's Word and testing the spirits. So much. I, I've come to believe that, too. I just, you know, I just, like I said, I was raised Catholic, and my family's Catholic, and, you know, they kind of, you know, they kind of, you know, give me a hard time yeah. about it. Yeah, 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 and that's it. But you keep giving them the Word of God and give them Jesus. That's the key. You know, that's what I did with my family um, as well. Just, you know, Jesus. You know, the greatest miracle took place, um, and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I believe the greatest miracle, always keep this in mind, is a heart that's been changed, a heart that's be regenerated because we come to Christ. We're a new creation in Christ. And uh, so just keep emphasizing those things. Okay, Pastor. Thank you so much. Hey, God bless you. You have a great and blessed new year and hope to hear from you more this year, Ivan. Okay. Let's see. 303-690-3000. Good questions today as we start the year. And so we got an open line. Let's go to Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you? I am good. Good, good. Um, I had a question. I hope I word this uh, not confusingly. Um, I was curious, um, In Adam and Eve, when when they ate of the the tree, I was curious if um, if it was a tree of of knowledge, so it gave them, you know, good and evil, um, but was... Was doing the thing um, previously um, not sinful, but now that they know that it is bad, now it is sinful? Or is it now that, you know, they're able to do those sinful things? I just don't know if it's, if it's, um, if it's because they know it's sinful, now it's sinful, or is it just now they're open to be able to do those, those sinful things? Well, yeah, and that's the thing, you know, when they are created, God said it is good. And, you know, it was, there wasn't sin. The creation wasn't tainted by sin. And, and so the enemy comes along and deceives them. And the serpent says to Eve, did God really say that? You know, because if you eat of that tree, you're going to know good and evil, and you will be like God. So she ate of it and then gave to Adam. And, um, of course, um, you know, now we live in a fallen creation because uh, of the first Adam bomb. He bombed out in the in the garden, and um, we have a fallen creation. But you know, everything was good, and and there wasn't that that sin that was in them until they fell. And now, because we are descendants of Adam, we have that sin nature in us. And sin sim- simply means missing the mark, uh, Michael. It means missing the mark. So God comes along, and he declares what sin is. And uh, we live in a fallen world, a sinful world. Um, We are born with a sin nature. And, you know, that's the thing, is uh, we're born sinners. And sometimes, for example, when, um, you know, um, I I remember telling a relative years and years ago, um, you know, trying to explain the gospel that we're all born sinners, we need to be forgiven, 
and they're like, well, you know, my little baby is is perfect, and it was a beautiful little baby, but that baby, it won't be long. That baby is going to be throwing a tantrum when they turn into a toddler, you know, be deceiving, tell a lie, because that's part of the sin nature that's in us. I don't know if I'm getting at what you're asking for. Um, yeah, uh, partly for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's kind of I asked this before to my um, my wife's dad, who's also a pastor. I, um, I was just trying to figure out more. Is that could they do anything um, and it not be considered sinful? Um, like say the the naked thing. Um, not that being naked is sinful, um, right? But uh, saying if it was, um, they were like always naked. Like that wasn't an issue until they ate of the tree. Um, if if that specific action that they're doing before they ate of it, and then afterwards, um, and it became sinful, or was it just knowing that it's sinful now makes it sinful? Well, I think I know kind of what you're stabbing at. You're wondering, you know, before they ate of that tree, could they have sinned? They had one instruction, don't eat of this tree. There's no indication that they did. It wasn't like Adam was, you know, watching pornography or anything like that. He had one instruction, don't eat of this tree. And all of a sudden, this, as he ate of it, sin entered the world. And I okay. think that if you read in Romans chapter 5, um, Paul kind of talks about that. And you might look at that a little bit more closely, um, because God saw that it was all good. It was all good. And just through one man, sin entered the world, that's chapter 5 of Romans, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. And uh, so he talks about how the first Adam brought sin to us, and sin entered the world through his sin and through his act, and uh, because he ate of that tree. So. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Hey, Michael. God bless you guys. Michael's calling from Baltimore. It's so good to have you guys calling in from Hope and Truth FM on the East Coast. And God bless you and have a blessed New Year and call us back, okay? All right. We'll do. Thank you. You too. Bye. You bet. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And love to have you call. Let me see where I'm at here. We've had some great questions and always uh, try to do our best. Um, I did have Wani uh, from Strasburg. Uh, She's not on the phone anymore, but uh, she did want prayer. And I do want to pray for her youngest son um, and uh, who served in the military and, um, and is going through just a difficult time and has some surgery going through pain. Wani, I do want to pray uh, for your son. We're thankful for his service um, and uh, for um, his service to our nation, his sacrifice for our nation. And Father, I lift up this one who was a medic when he was uh, in the military and uh, is going through a lot of pain. Um, And I just pray that you would just free him from any um, addiction that comes with pain pills um, that he may be struggling with. I just pray that you would get a hold of him, bring healing to his body, but to his heart as well. And uh, being a medic in Afghanistan, I'm sure that he saw some very difficult things and hard things. I pray for your hand to be upon him, 
to bring comfort, Lord, to bring healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Be with Wani as she wants to minister to her son. Um, give her wisdom. Give her uh, just the um, words to say. And we just pray that he would come um, to know you if he doesn't, to come to salvation. And Lord, that you would free him um, from these things that, that perhaps plague him. And we just ask for that work in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we are grateful for those of you um, that are first responders, those of you that are in the military or were in the military. Thank you. Thank you for your service to our nation. 303-690-3000, the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Irwin, Tennessee, where Gary's on the line. Hi, Gary. Yeah, thank thank you for taking my call, Pastor. Uh, I was mentioning to the guy that screened the call that I got several friends, you know, just don't go with my spirit, but several friends that I know that study the Bible really, really hard, and they believe in the flat earth, and and I just don't see it. And I got several friends that I know that don't believe in the flat earth, you know, and I'm just wanted to get your thoughts on it or some scriptures that would prove it to be wrong. And uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, I know we're supposed to love other people, even though we have different understandings of the Bible. And, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a salvational issue where if you don't believe in the flat earth that you're not going to make it into the kingdom. Sure. I do believe, you know, we should be in unity, and that's not being in unity when they believe in the flat earth, and, and I don't, and we're not in unity in that area. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, and it, it is amazing how many really are out there um, that believe that the the Earth is flat, and I think they will even try to um, to confirm it with the scriptures. Uh, we know that in the Book of Revelation, um, chapter seven, it says, "I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the Earth, holding back the four winds of the Earth," um, and we know that that's poetic language that's being used. But they'll say, "See." the four corners of the earth, the world has to be flat. Um, I remember, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, the old uh, uh, Marines uh, had a, Gary, uh, uh, a commercial that came out that we go and defend our nation to the four corners of the earth. So that's just a saying that that is used. It doesn't mean that the world is flat. Um, and there are other verses that they'll sometimes use uh, to try to uphold, you know, um, you know, that the the world is flat, um, from Deuteronomy 13, um, and others and stuff. Um, I was just reading before we went on the show, it's kind of interesting that you asked this question, that Isaiah, uh, he writes in chapter 40, verse 22, it is he, that is God, who sits above the circle of the earth. So you can show them from Scripture that, God's word very clearly says that the earth is a circle. It's not flat. And I think that verse right now, you know, can um, disclaim the flat earth. Plus, we have so many pictures um, of the earth from outer space that is round. It's not flat. And, and I don't know all their definitions of what flat is, but we do know that Bible says that the earth is round. Um, and that... Uh, we can show that to them. Um, and um, 
the other references um, that we can use as well. Uh, I believe in Job. Uh, Job talks about how the earth is a spear, that he hangs the earth, you know, in the heavens. Um, and I think you can search for those. Um, I'm going to look at Job 26, I believe, is where it's at. So those are verses that you can show. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, you know, I know that there's the north and south and there's east and west. As far as the east is from the west. And yeah. if you keep traveling east and east and east, you'll end up right back where you started from. So you right. won't fall Thanks. off the earth. If you just take your compass and go east and east and east and east and east and keep going east, you'll end up right where you started. Yeah, exactly. And and that Job 26, verse 7, he stretches out the north over empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing. So there's indication in the Bible from Job, from Isaiah, that the earth is a spear. And, you know, I also, as I think about that verse you gave me, it is very true. You go to the North Pole, and then you start heading south. But if you go east, you go east continually because it's a spear. And um, so that's another good verse to give them. And to also remind them, and isn't it good news, Gary, that the Lord didn't say, I take your sins and throw them as far as the north is from the south. <laughs> he said <laughs> from, right. the, from the east to the west. And that is, you know, and he, he throws our sins into the deepest sea. And I, I think it was Corey Ten Boone that said, and then he puts up a no fishing sign. Um, and I like that. I like that verse you just mentioned that, you know, you can go east and keep going east, and you will never, never reach the point of going west. And if you go west, you'll go west for, you know, always, and it never meets east, so it shows that it is a spear. Well, thank you very much for, I listened to you guys on Truth FM over here in Greenville, Tennessee, and Matter of fact, the, the business I have, I'm thinking about advertising starting tomorrow. It will be my first commercial on their station. But I really enjoy Good. listening to the station. And I mean, it just, I listen to it all day long. And I thank you so much for all the different uh, ministers and that and the, they come yeah. on here. And I appreciate all that you guys Good. do. Good. Good. Appreciate your support. And I just want to say to others, you know, um, support Christian radio, uh, especially, you know, Truth FM on the East Coast, if you're listening on Truth FM, support them. Hope FM in Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, support Hope FM. Grace FM here in Colorado, uh, that's been on the air. They just celebrate 10 years right before Christmas of being on the air. And these are ministries, radio stations that are church-owned. They're church ministries. They're not a big corporation. Churches are, uh, are you know— paying the bills, uh, supporting the ministry, and it's going out throughout the airwaves and is so needed today. Support Grace FM as we go into 2021. And uh, so I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear um, that uh, others are, are being blessed. Uh, we hear testimony all the time of uh, the radio station here at Grace FM. Uh, good to hear how, um, you know, uh, Gary is going to be supporting Truth FM uh, be praying. Um, I'm so blessed to be a part of it, and uh, just wanted to do that. Um, that little encouragement. We are near the end of the show, and uh, we had a great show. I think I've got to 
pretty much everybody today. Gary was it, and we're busy with phone calls and stuff. And uh, so we're getting ready to end the show. Um, Again, um, we're looking forward to ministering to you here on Calvary Live. And we have pastors here to answer your questions and to pray with you and encourage you. And I want to remind you that the heart of this show is more than just academics. We want to answer your questions. We want to give you good, solid answers from the Word of God, but it's an extension of the pulpit. And we want to to get you grounded in the Word of God. We want to encourage you to keep studying, keep reading your Word, and, and to be here to pray for you. We really need this show, and this is a show where we can all come together and we can be encouraged and we can be blessed in every way. And I want to give you a verse that I, I think that my wife and I were looking at uh, at the um, end of the year that, that we really enjoyed. And that is in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 at the end. He says this, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by epistle. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. And that's our desire, to establish you in every good word and every good work. And may the Lord bless you as you continue to be edified and encouraged and grow in the knowledge and love and grace of Jesus Christ. So I'll be with you again tomorrow at the same time. God bless you. Have a great evening. Thank you all for being a part of the show. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.